we were definitely, uh, you know, building the railroad with the train coming at a hundred miles an hour. And, um, and, and it was rough. It was rough for a while, but here we are on the other side of that with a far tighter operation. Um, we've, we've matured as an organization as a result of that. Uh, and I'm very thankful for that. This is your daily real estate syndication show. I'm your host, Whitney Sewell. We are back again today with Jordan Kavana. You're going to hear him again in just a moment, dive more into growing and scaling and some tough decisions that have to be made. If you really are going to grow and scale, there's going to be tough decisions that have to be made. And and I, I don't like it when those things have to happen, but it's those who are willing to actually make those decisions, right? Uh, and move forward. Sometimes you find out it's the wrong one, right? And you're going to hear that today from Jordan, some tough decisions they had to make and man, what they have learned and how they're continuing to scale. Jordan, welcome back to the show. I'm looking forward to continuing the conversation. I want to I want to encourage the listeners, if you didn't, you need to go back and listen to yesterday's show. You're going to hear more about Jordan and, and what's happened at Arc Homes and, and how they have scaled. And you're going to hear some key things that he dropped a number of things just that you know that he focused on, especially early on, and, and even percentages of how he did that. And we dove into a few of those. Uh, which I thought were were just crucial. If you are earlier in your business or start either way, even if you've been in business 10 years, you you need to hear some of those things that he was just elaborating on in yesterday's segment. Uh, Today, Jordan, let's continue the conversation. Welcome back to the show. Thank you, sir. Glad to be here. Thanks for your time. Yeah, thank you again. I want to just keep, I I get questions all the time, Jordan, about growing, scaling, and especially the scaling piece. You know, I feel like oftentimes we get in in ruts, right? Or or things happen. Uh, Maybe we have some hard times and it just feels like we cannot uh, get get past it, you know? Uh, And I feel like it's just that journey of an entrepreneur. And that's what many of us, I feel like, live for. You know, it's like figuring out how to get past that next hurdle to scale or to grow or whatever that may may be. Uh, Jordan, I'm sure there's been some hard times you faced or, you know, maybe even early on or, or even more recently. Any any examples that you could share uh, or maybe we could dive into? Yeah, yeah. Look, I, I, I think the most relevant one was just under three years ago now, we kind of joined forces with a much larger firm. Actually, it's a, a public company in Israel. And I'd say one of the biggest challenges that I've had to overcome is I, I come from an entrepreneurial world. That's what I've always been. That's what I've always done. And when all of a sudden you have to adapt to not only reporting as a public company needs you to report, but to kind of staff up um, train your team, recreate processes, technology. I mean, everything had to change in a very short period of time. By the way, all happening while there was a tremendous market opportunity for us to scale up relatively quickly and, 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 and buy a lot of product. And so we were definitely, uh, you know, building the railroad with the train coming at 100 miles an hour. And, um, and, and it was rough. It was rough for a while, but here we are on the other side of that with a far tighter operation. Um, we've, we've matured as an organization as a result of that. Uh, and I'm very thankful for that. So yeah, big, big lesson learned. It's interesting. I, I just find it's, it's times like that, that we pushes us to 
think differently, right? Like you all had to do things differently because you couldn't just like take one next step. You had to take like 10 steps, right? And, and you had to, you had to, you had to think differently to be able to accomplish that. And I think in a way that you probably wouldn't have thought of otherwise. You would have just been thinking maybe one or two steps ahead versus no, we got to figure out how to get 10 steps ahead. Uh is that accurate? It's accurate. It, listen, it's adapt or die. It's just the way it works. <laughs> Love that. No doubt. Uh, speak to maybe how you all came together at that time as a team and were able to move forward that fast. Because uh, no doubt it required so much from not just you, but I would imagine the entire team in a big way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's it's always, I mean, it's all about the team. But several things happened. Uh, you know, first of all, I had to make a lot of tough decisions around former team, right? Because sometimes you may have the best plans and, and the right partners and the capital and whatever else, but the people that are there are resistant to the change and to the growth. And so, uh, unfortunately, some really good people that were with me, you know, they didn't make it, uh, weren't ready for the challenge or for the growth or whatever. On the other side, the positive is, is that the people that we welcomed embraced that change. And, um, and so here we are. But I, I, I'll say that another big challenge was it's really tough when you've done something a certain way for a long time, because all of your kind of ecosystem, service providers, et cetera, they're used to that. All of a sudden on a Monday morning, you wake up and you say, hey, you know, you know, you know, we've been doing business for the last five years and we're going to have to change that because there's more processes and there's more paperwork. And, you know, all of a sudden you find that it's not only about your internal team, it's about the whole ecosystem around you has to change. Mm. Um, and so that that was that was quite, quite challenging as well. But like anything else, we've overcome it. We stay positive and, you know, chin up, ready, ready for the next battle. That's an interesting point. Uh, so not only the team had to change, but the whole ecosystem around you. Uh, any other examples, you know, as far as helping us understand a better about like the whole ecosystem that had to change? Any other, I don't know, any, some clarification there uh, of what, you know, what else had to change? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it's really everything because if you think about it, uh, you know, so if you're a, think of a small real estate investment firm, and you have your accountants and you have your attorneys and you have your service providers and you have your employees. And, you, you know, so all of a sudden, when the expectations are that you're going to operate at a different level, you start to realize that you have really good, loyal people. Some of them will rise to the occasion and invest in themselves or in their respective businesses to give you the service that you need for your growth. Some will say, well, that's not who we are. Or that's not what we do. And so what you realize is that it all starts from within. You have to first upgrade yourself, your your team, your your processes, your technology, et cetera. And then all of a sudden, you find that you're spending all this time talking to everyone around you saying like, hey, are you game for this or not? Because this is what we got to do. Yeah, I mean, it's everything. It's everything. I can tell you painters that, were, that are painting homes for us, great people, um, 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 licensed uh, field agents who were bringing us uh, leases. You know, some people adapted and some people chose not to adapt. And so we had to make the decisions that we made. Yeah, I, I think it's so wise. It's such good advice. But it, but it is so hard in the moment uh, to see going through that change, especially you talked about some were resistant to the change, obviously, uh, and, and didn't work out. Uh, yeah. Any thoughts around having, you know, and, and this is kind of a side conversation now, but, but letting people go. Well, you know, when you see... Um, you can, when, when you can see that maybe someone's 
not going to work out. Any, any tips on how to let somebody go well? I, I don't know, just thinking through that. Yeah, you you you've hit on my Achilles heel. You know, I'm I'm naturally a a people person, and and I I, I like people. I don't like they give me reason not to, but for the most part, I really give people a benefit of the doubt, and I want to you know, work hard at, at molding them into what I want them to be. So it's been a tough learning lesson for me as a, as a founder to understand um, from some wise people around me that, hey, some people are not going to change and some people don't want to invest in themselves or put in the time. So you got to let them go. Um, here's your answer. Uh, I'm very comfortable letting people go because I know just because of who I am and how I operate that I will have done everything possible to try to protect them before I have to let them go. And as they say, sometimes people can't help themselves. When I've had to let people go, it's because I'm sure that they just have not, they're just not listening and, and, and they're just not right for the role. Um, I, I will say that the three things that I keep in mind when I, when I have to let somebody go is number one, I always offer my network to people. Um, again, unless they've done something where they haven't served me or my firm well, I will always tell them, you tell me where you want to go and I help you um, because of, because I'm a people person and I have a, a larger, best network. Number two, um, I say this to people when, when we hire them. And unfortunately, if we have to let them go, I say, I, I'm open to any and every mistake. But if you lie to me once, that's when I'm not going to help you. So that's the second rule. And then the third one is, if you're going to badmouth us, um, you will find yourself with, 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 with not a great surprise on the other end. Because I know, again, that I'm going to go out of my way to help people. There, there's ne there should never be a situation or a reason for somebody to badmouth uh, an employer that has tried to go out of their way to help you. So that, that's how I look at it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I appreciate it. Some great tips because uh, uh, if you're in business long enough, it, it's going to happen, right? It's just part of the business cycle uh, and it's part of growth. And I just appreciate just the conversation around uh, the growth piece, how you all have grown uh, and how not every team member, not every say partner, you know, in your ecosystem, like you said, attorneys or even down to the painters are going to grow with you. Uh, you know, speak to now, you know, as you all continue to scale, uh, you know, just the uncertain market, you know, the uncertain uncertainty in the market right now. How are you all attracting talent now? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I'm, I'm very proud to say that um, it's far less difficult for us to attract talent today than it was just a couple of years ago, because thankfully we have a reputation in the market, not only as one of the leaders in our space and definitely a pioneer in the single family industry, but um, we have uh, a really a solid reputation as a company that is well capitalized, takes care of their people, and is growing. And so I'd say that we are um, not having to hunt nearly as hard as we once were. Um, I, people really want to come to us. And, and also, look, we're based in South Florida, um, very close to Miami. That, that kind of helps too. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, a lot of, a lot of uh, pool there to, to have uh, as far as a large pool of, of talent, I'm sure. Um, you know, Jordan, what would you have done differently? You know, if you look back to 2008, any thoughts of, man, I wish I had known this when I started or uh, anything around me, whether it's single family or to hiring or even, you know, personally, how you led the, led the team? Yeah, I, I, um, I've thought about this a lot. And uh, I think, number one, I, I would have put together an, an advisory board day one. Um, 
you know, I mentioned earlier, I have a, a really good network and I'm blessed to have a lot of people that are out there to, to help me and listen to me. And so I should have put together an advisory board that would have helped me from making some, some stupid mistakes. Um, number two, I, 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 I had had a success from a previous company when I started this one. My mentality, for better or worse, has always been, you know, to match your revenue and expenses, meaning don't get too ahead of your skis and invest too much until you know that there's a viable business concept there. And I, I probably should have invested um, um, into some really good people early on, as opposed to like, you know, just kind of trying to do it step by step, because they would have helped me not make as many mistakes as I made early on while I learned, um, you, you know, while I learned uh, the business. Um, so yeah, th those are the two, the two big ones for me. That's a, it's great advice. Uh, and I hear it from so many people say, so, you know, they didn't hire fast enough, uh, you know, great people. They, they didn't uh, invest enough in their people early on. And I love the advisory board thought, uh, you know, it's like, man, put together a team of people that care about you, that's ahead of you, uh, that you can run stuff by because you just hadn't been there and done it yet. Right. Uh, and the, man, it could just save so much. Uh, so what about, uh, Jordan, Any th what are your thoughts? Uh, and, and I ask this of everybody, especially with your level of experience, uh, you know, about your thoughts for the next 6, 12, 18 months in the real estate market, right? And obviously, none of us know exactly what's going to happen. However, what we believe is going to happen affects what we do uh, normally. Uh, so, you know, for you, what's your expectations uh, just for the economy, real estate market over the next 6, 12, 18 months? Yeah, that's a that's a that's a big one. Um, look, I think just starting kind of zoomed out. Um, it, it's a really scary time for a number of reasons. Number one, I think that uh, America as a whole is 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 very vulnerable in the sense that we find ourselves consuming a lot of information, but not necessarily um, believing or fact checking right? Like how much of this information is actually accurate versus, you know, us being sold something. And that affects so many things. It affects market sentiment. It affects renters. It affects interest rates. It affects a lot of things. And so I, I fear that we've become um, far too comfortable with the information that we're digesting and we're not questioning enough and saying like, Hey, what, what, what's true here and what's real. So that, for our business um, has several different ripple effects. Um, I, I will say that I find a lot of comfort on the other hand in that whether it's accurate or not, doesn't, doesn't matter for the time being, there's a lot of positivity around uh, the housing asset class. And the reason for that, and this is for sure a fact, is that there's a, there's a huge deficit. Uh, there's just a huge deficit in our country for the, for that supply. And so you know, we we know that we're delivering into a segment that is very much needed. And interest rates aside, you know, veracity of information that's being presented aside, um, there's a lot of people that need to rent homes. And so I'm very excited. And it gives me a lot of comfort to know that we're doing something that not only is helping, but it's not it's not like a nice to have investment. It's not a nice to have thing. It's a must. And so I like being in businesses where we are in the must category. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I'll say is that there, it, it certainly is um, hugely challenging. Uh, I mentioned on, on the previous podcast, the fact that there's so many capital players that want to be in this space, because what happens when that's the case is that 
you know, things are bid up, prices go up. And um, at the end of the day, you can't get deals done if that's the case. And so I, I am concerned about weeding out those that are real and long-term players versus market speculators. Um, and so, yeah, th- those are all those are all big, big challenges. But I will say that um, just to close up the answer here, we spent a lot of time in the last three years putting putting a lot of product into the pipeline, knowing that this was going to happen eventually. And so we're sitting in a position where we don't necessarily have to scramble if it takes two or three years for things to correct. We have plenty of pipeline to work with, and we're, we're going to be plenty busy for a long time. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Uh, uh, where where do you gather most of your, say, data or, or information now that you trust? You know, you talked about we're getting all this data, but we're, we're not always sure of the accuracy of it. But, uh, you know, what's some of the most important, say, resources that you use now? Yeah, well, we 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 spend a lot uh, a lot of time and, and money and energy on data. We we have there's not there's no one source. We have a combination of external um, and internal public data sources um, that that are all fed into an algorithm that we use to make every you know buying or investment decision. So, for example, um, you know if you're just talking about rents, you know we may pull information from you know Zillow and Trulia and a bunch of different third party sources. But we're also comparing that data to real-time data from our multifamily side, from our sister company, and from our own portfolio. And we're also looking at National Association of Realtors. And so we're looking at a lot of different things. We have our own internal model that we use. Um, I, I just want to be clear. Um, you know, you know, data is data. Data doesn't lie. I'm not. I wasn't. I didn't mean to question you know, the data. I'm saying more, more as it relates to just general news and sentiment. I feel like we are being fed a lot of different things through social media and others where where people kind of don't really understand where where we are. Where 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 are we in this economic cycle? I hear this question all the time and I'm saying, well, of course you don't know. You're not looking at numbers. You, you know, you're getting these little tidbit segments that are selling you positivity because you know, there's other things playing into that. Let's just keep it at that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right, Jordan, just a few final quicker questions here at the end. Uh, give us some ways maybe you've improved your business recently that we could apply to ours. Uh, I'm going to go back to I'm going to go back to technology and process. I would say that that's been hugely helpful. Um, number two, um, I, I personally have become more active um, in different um, committees uh, you know, relevant to our industry. Um, that has helped broaden my scope and, and, and thought process around things. Um, and three, um, I do now have that advisory board um, with uh, with very experienced people. And I would say that those have made a significant impact. Yeah, good for you. Uh, uh, maybe a quick tip on how you developed that board, how you reached out to those people or found them and, and reached out to them. Um, yeah, well, you know, the, the finding them, it's just, you know, over time, uh, you know, conferences, referrals. Um, different LPs, limited partners, investors who have said, hey, you know, you should meet such and such. Um, how it all came together, um, it, it was over a process of 10 years. Um, you know, today I have um, one of the top three uh, private equity investors uh, globally uh, who sits on our board uh, in real estate, uh, I should say private equity real estate. Um, and and I, I believe the reason that he agreed to do it was because he got to observe me and what we're doing over 10 years. He got to trust me and he felt that this is worth his time. 
So it just takes time. It's relationship building like anything else. What's been your your best source for say meeting new investors and growing, you know, your your network of investors? Results. Results. Um, you know, with results, more and more people talk and they they start approaching you. Um, outbound marketing is is great, but I think it only takes you so far. I, I think once you uh once you get uh once you make it known that you can produce results over and over again, things start to happen. What's your best advice for passive investors right now or LPs? When you're ready to invest, don't. Think again. And then keep doing that like five times. What about, uh, what are some of the most important metrics that you track? Could be uh, professionally or personally, either one. Yeah. Um, look, professionally, we have a KPI dashboard that we look at in every single functional area of our business. Um, there, there's many. I will tell you that the most important one that I like to look at daily um, is conversion rates, you know, for, for traffic um, and for leases, um, because that's your top line, right? If you don't have that, you don't have a business. Personally, <laughs> I tend to track, um, am I doing two uh, breathing or meditation sessions a day? Uh, if I do that, I'm effective. If I don't, I'm that much less effective. Yeah, I was going to ask you about any habits that you're disciplined about, and maybe that's that's one of them. Anything else? Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty disciplined. I run hard. I I, I wake up at four thirty every morning. Um, I have a very um, you know kind of good program that I've done for years in terms of working out, breathing, uh, certain types of nutrition, um, prayer. Um, yeah, I would say the two hours every morning that I take for myself. Um, it's just, it, it makes a day or breaks it. Yeah. Yeah. I believe that. And then how do you like to give back? Ah, uh, that that's, yeah. I, I mean, I'm fortunate to say that I, I, I do quite a bit. I, um, I love mentoring entrepreneurs. I give both time uh, and significant amount of my income um, to different charities. Um, I, I'm on several boards, um, but I would say the one common thread is that um, whether you know through my faith or not, um, I, I like helping people um, in business. So any opportunity I have to take a younger entrepreneur who's tri- trying to figure it out, I'm there. I'm help. I, I want to help skip the twenty steps and the twenty questions. Yeah, it'd be part of that advisory board, right? That's right. That's right. Yeah, pay it forward. Yeah, Jordan. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure to have you on the show now for two days or two shows in a row, and and uh, just grateful to get to know you and really hear your your success journey, right? And I call it a journey because it is right the ups and downs and and of an entrepreneur and a business and growing as fast as you all have, and and just grateful for you being willing to to share uh, some of the difficulties, right? You all have had, and even three years ago, and and you know the how you all joined uh, in a way that made you all scale and think differently, right? And it pulled you out of the the box, maybe a little bit, you know, out out of your all's comfort zone. Uh, and so, man, just grateful so much for your time, the way you've given back to us. Uh, tell the listeners again how they can get in touch with you and learn more about you and Ark. Sure, and thank you, thank you for your time. It was an honor. Um, you can contact me by email. It's J O R D A N at T as in Thomas, I as in India, M as in Mary, G as in George, M as in Mary. T as in Thomas.com. So Jordan at TIMGMT.com. 
Thank you for being with us again today. I hope that you have learned a lot from the show. Don't forget to like and subscribe. I hope you're telling your friends about the Real Estate Syndication Show and how they can also build wealth in real estate. You can also go to lifebridgecapital.com and start investing today. 